me, 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 me. <laughs> All right. Ready? Fayetteville beats Bentonville 42-21 in another massive 7A West Conference win, and the Purple Dogs are in the driver's seat for the conference championship. Harrison rallies to beat Alma with a Hail Mary pass, and Boonville and Charleston set to clash in a 3A1 showdown. All this and more coming up on this week's Prep Rally. You're listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. Now here's your host, Graham Thomas. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. I'm Graham Thomas with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, along with sports reporter Rick Fires and Leland Barclay joins us from the River Valley. And guys, we've said it every, almost every week, but what a week it was in the 7A West Conference. Bentonville and Fayetteville go toe-to-toe for most of three quarters, Rick, before Fayetteville pulls away for a 42-21 victory. You know what? Uh, we got various rankings. I look at about three or four different uh, rankings, you know, Democrat Gazette and uh, uh, media uh, ranking and everything. But right now, man, Fable's got to be in the top three. Uh, uh, Bentonville has long been a dominant team as far as uh, winning conference championships. And, but, man, I was highly impressed with um, – with Fayetteville and, uh, and, of course, Drake Lindsey, five touchdown passes. Uh, they got the running game going, and it was just a convincing win, no doubt, for yep. the Purple Dogs. Yep, and we're going to talk about that one and a whole lot more on, on this week's uh, prep rally. Uh, we'll start, and then and we'll, we'll just keep it right, right here on topic while we're here. You know, Fayetteville was uh, – they were up 21-14 at halftime on Bentonville. It was kind of an interesting game, an interesting start to the yep. game. Uh, Bentonville had a – a fumble, and it, you know Carter and I. I'm sure would tell right you right off the bat. He, I'm sure he would tell you it was an incomplete pass, but the officials ruled it a fumble. I believe it was Noah Jansky who made the hit on Carter and I to knock Corner the ball blitz. loose. Corner blitz, and uh, Rhett Tidwell picks it up and goes 45 yards for a <laughs> touchdown, and uh, Fayetteville takes a seven nothing lead. Then Bentonville comes roaring back with two straight yep. scores and they looked did. good doing them, and they went right down the field. Yeah. Uh, and Carter and I hit, I believe, his first 12 passes for about 190 yards or so. And then all of a sudden, Bentonville's in the lead, 14-7. to And then all of a sudden, here comes Fayetteville again. It looked like we were in for a shootout, Rick. And, you know, Fayetteville scored the last two touchdowns of the half. Drake Lindsey with a, with a couple of touchdown passes there. And it's 21-14. And it kind of stayed that way for a little while. You know, Bentonville started – uh, moving the football, and then all of a sudden Carter and I goes down late in the third quarter, mm-hmm. and that was like, you know, Fayetteville smelled blood in the water at that point. That, they yeah. went and, and, you know, uh, Bentonville had to turn to a sophomore quarterback who actually that did a Third string. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, did a good job, but uh, Fayetteville scores the, the final or scores three more touchdowns to – yeah, that's right. Three yeah, more touchdowns. Yeah. Yes, three they more touchdowns to go away. up. They're up forty-two to fourteen. Yep. Bentonville scored late to make it forty-two twenty-one. So, um, you know, we're we're not real sure uh, what what's going to be the status with Carter and I this week. But obviously, he's a key cog in that Bentonville engine. But man, going back to Fayetteville, what a win! I mean, it was a balanced offense. They had. You know, a lot of rushing yards. They had. They didn't have just an over huge amount of passing yards, Rick, but they were efficient in what they did. Absolutely. You know what? 
And, you know, I'm guilty of sometimes watching the, the wide receivers and all the fancy plays and, and uh, Drake Lindsey can throw it 70 yards. But, man, the offensive line, I mean, you got to give them – they never get enough credit. But, man, they did a great job pass blocking. Um, Setzer uh, really had a good game. They back up the little sophomore, you know, whoever they put in there. You know, uh, they were blocking, making holes. And, like, it, it wasn't like – off the chart numbers, but it was a steady number. And defensively, I mean, uh, Favel took the field. They were already ahead uh, seven nothing before they even take the field. What an advantage right there! So just all all phases of the game, um, uh, Favel uh, was exceptional on Friday. Leland, what did you think when when you saw the the results of this one, the box score, and all the stats? I did a um, I did a double take, or maybe a triple take. And maybe even looked one more time after that because I couldn't believe that Fayetteville outrushed Bentonville. I, I, I should have went back to, to see when the last time Fayetteville outrushed Bentonville in a game. Mm-hmm. But that is just what uh, really stood out to me. Um, and not just outrushed I mean, them. They outrushed them by three times the amount of yards. Yeah, Bentonville had 24 carries for 61 yards. Fayetteville had 39 rushing attempts. So not only did they have more yards for 186 yards, so not only more yards, but but more carries. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they actually ran the ball 39 times uh, more than they passed it 30 times. So, I mean, that balance, if that's something that, that Fayetteville can maintain, yeah. uh, wow. I mean – the fact that they were able to run it, and and you're right. I think we talked about Christian Setzer last year or last week. Um, they've kind of gotten into the flow of a running game now, and I think mm-hmm. Setzer's getting, uh, you know, familiar there. Uh, so if they can maintain that, gosh, with Drake Lindsey and and Jason, you know, Delamar at the, in the passing game, and the other guys, Spencer and Graves, um, and Setzer's also an important part of their passing game. You know, he caught three passes for 24 yards. Sure did. And a nine-yard touchdown. So he's also a, a very vital in that. And just an all-around, like you you said, just a great all-around performance by Fayetteville. You know, and talking with Jody Grant, Bentonville's coach after the game, he says, look, that Fayetteville D-line, they yes. are the real deal. And, you know, Trey they – Trey Lyle and that bunch, yes. And really not just the D-line, but their front seven, I mean – you know, uh, Caden Spencer and Landon Jones and Noah Jansky and, yeah, and all those guys. Corner, yeah, um, Landon Jones, man, outside linebacker. My goodness, man, he brings it. So the Purple Dogs are in the driver's seat, guys. I mean, they are, you know, right now uh, they, they've, they've made it through, and they got them both at home, but they made it through Rogers. They've made it through Bentonville. And now, you know, the last part of their schedule, they're going to have Rogers Heritage. They're going to have Springdale. Rogers Heritage and Harbor, and the, and quite frankly, I mean those are all three teams that they should beat. I, I just don't see that anybody's going to beat Fayetteville to close out the seven A West uh, slate. Now anything can happen, yeah. you know. Yeah, but you know the coach is going to be fo- focused on the first one. I mean you can't let up. Uh, you're this close. You're on the cusp of winning championship, and you let up a little bit. And you know uh, in a five A in a seven A West, there are a lot of leagues in Arkansas. Uh, you can get bitten. Yep. So you know as the as the league standings are kind of starting to, you know, take shape a little bit here, yeah. you know, Fayetteville's out in front in the driver's seat, and now 
we're kind of, you know, we moved to the, some of the other games in the conference. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about uh, first uh, Bentonville West with a, with a big win over Springdale Harbor and uh, really jumped all over Harbor. Kind of surprised it ended up, didn't end up being a shootout because I think Harbor can really do some neat things offensive or offensively. Bentonville West, just they're rolling right now, Leland. Yeah, you know, putting, you know, Dalton Rice, uh, you know, he he was able to take the snaps. You know, Bentonville West was going to have a three-year starter, Jay Casey, at quarterback. Uh, you know, but they knew they were going to be without him for the year early. So Dalton Rice was able to go through spring and summer. And, man, he looks the part now. 21 of 27, 310 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, three of those are uh, were to brust on Friday night. So he's uh, – He's settled into that offense, and he's—I um, mean, he's—he's he's the leader of that offense now. Yeah, and you know they—they've got some big games coming up. They're going to play Bentonville, I believe, in Week Ten. Yeah. Um, so we'll—we'll we'll, know—we'll know more about uh, how that shapes out. I don't think Bentonville West has ever beaten Bentonville. No, nope. but um, over at Springdale, Rogers kind of got healthy uh, after a couple of, of losses in a row. The Mounties. Um, go for over 560 yards of offense and a big win against uh, Springdale. Now, Leland, um, you know, kind of the, the fun part about this one was the way the game began. Rodgers with uh, a few a few onside kicks, I think they were um, worried about that Springdale ball control offense. They were just trying to keep the ball away from them. Well, they, they kind of took care of that. They, uh, they took the opening kickoff and scored, got the onside kick and scored. Got the onside kick and scored. So before Springdale's offense ever took the field, it was twenty-one to nothing. Rogers. Yeah. Jeez. And you know that that's an interesting strategy to go about things. But if you're, you know, if you're Rogers, what you're fearing is, and you you had the you, what you had there was you had the Bray Bowl. You had the Rob Bray, the the offensive line coach at Rogers, going up against his son Bryce Bray, former Rogers standout who is the offensive coordinator at Springdale, and they've installed that Harding flex bone at Springdale. And they were just, you know, if that if Springdale gets into that flex bone and gets it rolling a little bit, you may not see the ball. They'll just eat up clock. They'll eat up yardage. And so Rodgers, with the the uh, the ball control strategy there, they went 52-12. to 12. They, um, you know, and they had struggled offensively the previous week, Rick. Is that the PA strategy where you onside kick, get the ball back, onside kick, get the ball back, onside kick? Uh, the coach tried to explain all the, the, the uh, percentage and numbers. I never could figure it out. Maybe Leland could figure it out when Kelly was trying to explain all that. But, man, it worked out uh, for him. So, good job by Rodgers. I don't think that Rodgers will be doing that against Bentonville this week. No, I but, doubt it. But you, you never know. I mean, it, it could happen. Um, and then the, the other – uh, 7A West ball game was Fort Smith Southside all over Rogers Heritage, 42 to 12, and uh, the the Mavericks get a you know their first uh, 7A West conference win. Um, you know and everybody's been saying they're you know the, they were the best 0 and 3 uh, 7A West team we've ever seen. Ugh. So, um, but you know, like I just heard, Arkansas is the best two and five team, and uh, I've never <laughs> liked that. I hate. You know, you know what? You played seven games. You've lost five. You're not best of anything. Right. Well, and uh, so moving on over, let's let's go over to the 5A West Conference. And, um, you know, the 
we had some interesting ball games, and we'll we'll just kind of start with the Harrison Goblins uh, victory over Alma, and that kind of made a um, a jumbled 5A West Conference standings after Shiloh Christian. That is even a little bit more jumbled going into this week. So uh, Harrison with the hail mary pass to beat uh, to beat Alma at Alma last week. And our boy Mason Ketterman for the Goblins was the player of the week, Rick. Yeah, not only did he – I read this story, excellent story by uh, Harold McElvain. And on the uh, Hail Mary pass, what was it, 41 yards, uh, he extended the play. He actually had to, you know, get out there and just to make that throw. Had to get out of pocket just to make that throw. And um, uh, who caught the winning uh, touchdown pass? McNutt? Yeah, so that was a great play. It's always well, it's not exciting for Alma, but it's exciting <laughs> for uh, Harrison. I'm sure they were rocking and rolling, going back up the hill, back to Harrison. But not only because I I look at this stuff and I said, wow, that's a great to throw the winning touchdown pass. But not only did that, he had a fourth down stop for them to get the ball. He had a sack so they could get the ball in the final uh, couple of minutes. So uh, great job by Harrison, great job by our player of the week. And uh, Harrison, right, instead of staring one and three, now they're two and two, so they're right in the thick of the uh, 5A West Conference race. Yeah, so what you got is you got Shiloh's 4-0, and uh, and then you got Alma at 3-1 and and Farmington at 3-1. and And then Prairie Grove and Harrison right behind them. Yeah. And – um, I tell you what, I mean, nobody's out of it for that two to five. There could be a lot of movement there, and you could even say it's six and seven. P Ridge and Dardanelle are still within striking distance if they can get a couple wins there. So, how many go to play off in that conference? Only four. Only four. Mm-hmm. Wow. Leland, what? So, what was your uh, your read on the the Harrison Alma game? That was a big one. You know, I, I knew that. Uh, Harrison was very capable of winning the game, but to go on the road and win at Alma was big for them. And it kind of evens up their conference record in, I guess, maybe close games that could have went either way because Uh they lost to Farmington a couple of weeks ago in a very, very tough uh, way to lose a ball game. So, and then they pull this one out. So I think they're probably maybe feeling like, uh, you know, they got a little, uh, you know, uh, justification for, uh, you know, after losing that Farmington game. But it also now, like you guys said, really puts emphasis on every game uh, every week because Dardanelle is a very capable team too. They run the ball a lot. Uh, P. Ridge got off to that great start. They've got a, a senior quarterback that's leading them. So it's going to be very interesting down the stretch. In the 4A1, so we there was a big game at Gentry, um, Ozark with a 42 to 20 win against Gentry and Co- Kobe Wilbanks had a, a big night for the Hillbillies. But uh, so, you know, Ozark remains undefeated in conference play. Gentry gets their first conference loss. And now we've got the showdown coming up and we'll talk about it a little bit. But, you know, uh, Elkins and Ozark, we've been kind of eyeballing that, that matchup all year. And, um, so the, the 4A1, uh, there'll be a lot decided this week when those two teams play. You know, uh, Leland, you were at the, the 3A1 marquee matchup this last week when Charleston beat Hackett. Tell us a little bit about that one. You know, I thought that the uh, – I mean, everybody knew that Boonville was going to be the team to beat, at least in August, in the 3A1. 
with Dax Golf coming back. Rylan Ray came back healthy. Now, I don't know his status for Friday night because he left their game uh, injured on, uh, you know, last week. So, but we knew they were going to be the team to beat. We knew they'd be able to have a, a play, plug in a quarterback that would be good. And he's been better than good. Jace Warsburn has been way better than good. So we knew they would be good. The question was, is through two through five now tighter than normal, maybe. And man, I tell you, Charleston, yeah, they lost a lot of seniors. Uh, and, and they're going through their second quarterback after losing their starter as well. But defensively, Charleston's very good, and that's going to be a key matchup uh, on Friday night, Boonville and Charleston, because they are one and two in that conference now, mm-hmm. and that's the way it's going to stay. So now the battle is three, four, and five, but Charleston and Boonville is going to be one of those great marquee games. We've got two of the best games in the state. Um in the river Valley this week with that one. And then, uh, Elkins at Ozark. Yeah. I was going to ask you what a Friday night in Hackett was like. It looked like it was a pretty good game there for a while. Oh, it was, uh, you know, Hackett's offense is so explosive. Uh, Bryson Hamilton, the, the, you know, junior receiver that is so good. He is, uh, he did not play. They were hoping he'd be able to play, uh, but he didn't. Hopefully they'll have him back for at least week 10, against Mansfield, which is going to be a key game in the, in the three, a one, but yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I love my trips to Hackett. It's been a few years since I've been down there, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a great time. Bill Mills field. It was, it was rocking. And, and, you know, Hackett, I don't think there's very many times that Hackett goes into a game with Charleston feeling like they have a chance to win. So Hackett had a full house there and, um, you know, it was a great game. Hackett was close early, but uh, for the second week in a row, Charleston's defense had a second uh, half shutout, which is that's hard to do it with all these high-powered offenses. No doubt about that. One other uh, conference I want us to take a look at, and the result was, yeah, I don't know if you call it surprising, but Lamar kind of, you know, not convincingly, but they beat Pottsville 32-20. to and man, just take a look at the at the 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 standings of that four A con- the four A four conference there. Uh, it's just unbelievable how close that is. Hey, that four A four conference. Uh, I think at this point now, it is the wow. most exciting conference in the state to keep an eye on because there are just. Um, I, in fact, I talked to Josh Jones yesterday, and it is a tough, tough conference. And and also some marquee players. I mean, Marcus Wimberly at Boxite. You've got Grayson Wilson at CAC. Uh, and then the uh, the running back from Clinton, that was the, uh, you know, overall state, uh, you know, player of the week after rushing for 391 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, you know, that's that's going to be a great conference to keep an eye on. You know, last year it came down to the point system for, I think, two, three, and four seeds in that conference. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to come down to the same thing this year. The only uh, school – I was just glancing at it, man. You're, you're right. That's so tight. The only schools out of it is uh, Dover, and uh, that's probably Henry Apple's fault. You know, he, he's, <laughs> he's a former Dover pirate so you can blame that on henry but my goodness that is tight yeah well and so you know 
and Leland, correct me if I'm wrong, but only four of those teams are four of those nine teams are going to go to the playoffs. Is that right? No, five. Five. Do. Okay, five will five make do. it. So. Yep, five do. In fact, uh, I'm looking at a possible. You know, it's possible we could have a first round matchup of Lamar at Ozark. Now I know that's you know that's still a month away, mm-hmm. but uh, it's yeah no five do go in that conference, but it's. Man, it's going to be one to watch because every game – and, you know, Lamar moved their game from Friday night to Thursday night this week against Little Rock Hall. And even though Little Rock Hall's not up there with those others, Mm -hmm. um, they're much better than they have been, and Lamar is not overlooking that game. I can can assure you that. Very exciting times there in the 4A – well, it's the 4A4. So uh, sometimes they get confused in the 4A7 and the 4A4. Um, so let's take a look at this week's games. I know we've kind of jumped all over the place. It was an, it was an exciting Friday night in, in uh, Northwest Arkansas in the River Valley. But we'll, as always, we'll start in the 7A West. And, you know, I, I don't think it's any doubt that the, the marquee matchup of the, the week is going to be the Bentonville Tigers at Rogers. And, you know, you, you, these are two teams that have something in common and that they've both gotten beaten by Fayetteville at Fayetteville in big games. Mm-hmm. And we're just not – we just don't know yet what which Bentonville team will show up, you know, and will, will Carter and I play in the game. I talked to Jody Grant yesterday, which was Monday, and we don't know. Uh, he doesn't know yet. I mean, he um, – the good news was is that the x-rays on his ankle were negative, and that was what he told me on Saturday. Yeah. But we'll just have to see how he responds. And um, – you know, this is this is the old battle of Benton County. I know we've got two other big schools in Benton County, but this, Rick, is Bentonville Rogers for a hundred and the hundred and twentieth meeting between Bentonville and Rogers. You know what? And and not only the quarterback situation, but how is Bentonville gonna respond after basically getting spanked over there at, at Fayetteville? It's just not a quarterback, maybe they can find a quarterback kind of manage the game, not do anything uh, spectacular like uh, Nye would, but uh, guys at the other position, they got to play better too, um, especially in that, you know, Fable went on that, what did they score, like four straight touchdowns or so. So let's see how Bentonville bounces back. Rodgers is a quality team. They're going to be at home. Uh, they, you know, they're going to put up all kind of big-time numbers, Dwayne, uh, Dane Williams and that bunch. So right now you got to give the edge to Rodgers, but, um, you know, particularly with the quarterback uh, situation you don't really know how, how that's going to turn out. But uh, uh, excellent game right there. Looking forward to that one. Well, here's the other thing, too. The last time that Rodgers has beaten Bentonville was in 2006 in double overtime at Gate Stadium in front of 10,000 people, it seemed like, out there. Oh, is that right? That, I mean, that, it's, been, it's been that long oh, since Rodgers has beaten Bentonville. There have been some close calls in between. Yeah. But Bentonville owns a 16-game winning streak in that series, so we'll see. I didn't know that. Um, Fayetteville is at Springdale this week, and, you know, the Battle of the Bulldogs, um, you know, doesn't carry the maybe the same uh, hype that it it did all those years ago. definitely doesn't. Um, Springdale Harbor is at Fort Smith Southside. That's going to be an exciting one. You can talk about two teams that are very capable of putting up a lot of points. I mean, that's Harbor and Southside for sure. Now who's at the bottom right now? Heritage and who who else has got a? Is it Springdale? They got to find a way to get a win somewhere. Who's at the bottom? This uh, at the bottom looking up. 
Well, definitely, you know, Rogers Heritage is. Yes. And, and Springdale, you know, is, is the other one there. Um, you know, and they've already played each other. Springdale yeah. already beat Heritage. But, um, and Rogers Heritage plays at Bentonville West this week. So, um, you know, that's kind of the, the rundown of the games on the um, – on the seven day West side and then the seven day central Fort Smith North side is going to be at North Little Rock. Um, you know, the, the Grizzlies. That's a winnable, isn't it? That's a winnable game. Well, North Little Rock is not what they've no, been. No, they're for not. Sure. Um, Leland, I was going to ask you if you had anything on the Harbor South side matchup that you wanted to say. Well, it's a key game of course, because now, you know, with, with Rogers getting upset a couple of weeks ago, um, it has now put a little more spring into probably, most of the teams in the conference, but especially Southside, because now that third spot now is kind of open again. And, and mm. we're not, you know, saying that Bentonville is going to win out because they've got a tough game, especially if they have to go with a backup quarterback or a third string quarterback. But it seems like that third spot now is a little more open. So, yeah, that's a huge game because, uh, you know, Bentonville West and Harbor and Southside both and now Rogers are all kind of, uh, you know, looking for that spot, that third spot, which is big. Um, not only a home playoff game, but now that puts uh, somebody up against the sixth seed from the central, as opposed to being the fourth seed still at home, but going up against the fifth seed. Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of a difference there for sure. Yes. Uh, in the six, a West. So Greenville Greenwood is going to host Russellville. Uh, you know, the Bulldogs just keep rolling, rolling. Uh, they, they, they won handily against, uh, Lake Hamilton last week. And, uh, you know, now they're kind of coming up on that stretch where they're going to get Pulaski Academy and Little Rock oh, Christian yeah. after this. And, you know, things are starting to get really, really fun down for their, for, this is uh, the best time for high school football oh, right now, this stretch. Yep. Uh, Mountain Home is at Salem Springs and Little Rock Christian is at Van Buren. In the 5A West, we've got some some big games this week. Uh, Alma is at Prairie Grove, and what should be an exciting game. Harrison's at Dardanelle. Shiloh Christian is at Farmington, and Clarksville is at Pea Ridge. We've talked about the big matchup in the 4A1 with Elkins at Ozark. And, you know, uh, we'll see what Elkins is made of. We, we've, been, we've been, you know, kind of curious about the Elks, and, and we know they're talented. They're really going to get their oil checked this week. I think Ozark, you know, Ozark will be ready for them. We'll, we'll just see, though. Ozark is a traditional uh, power. I mean, they've been really, really good for a lot of years. El the Elks has just kind of come on the scene last few years, seemed like. But, man, they're putting, what are they averaging, 55 points a game, something like that. Uh, they got a, a great quarterback. They got really good receivers. So, man, that is the, a premier game. I don't care if you're somewhere up and down Interstate 40 over there, you see them lights over there. You pull off, you go over there and watch the Hillbillies and the Elks go at it. Uh, another just uh, an interesting game, I think, and and Rick, as of right now, we're sending you over there. It's going to be Gentry at Lincoln. There's a lot of uh, I mean, a lot of intrigue in that game, and a lot of uh, important uh, conference uh, standing there with uh, Gentry and Lincoln. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing Lincoln. You know, they've had some really big wins, and they've had some uh, losses too. So they kind of been up and down a little bit. But uh, Drew Moore and the quarterback over there, they got a uh, they got some really great receivers. So I look 
forward to going over to, I think they call it the Wolf Den. Maybe I'll get me a Wolf Burger or a Wolf um, Ham and Cheese Sandwich, something. <laughs> um, do you, um, Graham, do you want to tell Rick or you want me to? Well, you tell him. What is well, it? Well, okay. There may be 120 passes thrown in that game, Rick. Oh, my so goodness. Wear, so wear your comfortable shoes. What's the deadline? Uh, 1230 a.m., right? Whenever you file. Okay. Because <laughs> I tell be... you, Drew Moore last week threw for, I think, I, the numbers I saw was 469 yards and attempted 61 passes. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, Talon uh, Williams is the, uh, you know, the Shiloh transfer that's the Gentry quarterback, and they've been airing it out, too. So, that one uh, – Hey, do I have may any... be the uh, I may be able to get up there and watch the last bit of that one. Do I have any sick days left? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I got this one time, uh, Springdale High, when uh, uh, Gus was here, uh, Mustang. They were throwing the ball all over the place, and they played Springdale. Uh, they played uh, Shiloh Christian. I swear that game lasted five and a half hours, and I was stressed <laughs> out. And uh, I don't, you know, I, there's no way I could get any numbers off that game. But hey, I give it a shot. All right. Well, and at least this time you'll be prepared for that five-hour game. No, I won't be prepared. <laughs> and then real quick, guys, we'll we'll just briefly mention again the Boonville at Charleston game. I mean, we've been kind of talking about, you know, this this clash all season. You know, Dax Goff and the boys at Boonville going to Charleston, taking on the defending state champs. You know, they haven't met since the state championship game last year. And, um, you know, it's at Charleston. I know Boone, Boonville will be favorites to win the game. But you best believe that Charleston's going to be ready, too. They're defending champs, right? They still are. You know, <laughs> I, I love that. To me, he's, he's a football, a complete football player, linebacker, running back. And I don't know if he's going to play D1, D2, or, you know, may not even play after high school. But he is a poster boy for Arkansas high school football. Love that kid. All right. And really a poster boy for high school sports in general because, you know, he uh, baseball, yeah. he plays basketball and he's, you know, last year during baseball season, Rylan Ray was supposed to be the catcher for the team. And, of course, he was had not recovered from his football injury. So Dax Goff just steps in and plays catcher all year, hits about 600 with 12 home runs, and then he goes and helps the track team a little bit too. Man. Wow. Doing it all. Man, he can. He's just a you know one of those once in a lifetime athletes. Sometimes that just roll through. You, a place. you love those multi sport kids. You know, a lot of uh, parents say, "Ah, oh, you need to stay with one sport. Try to get you a scholarship." Though he said, "Nope, he's playing it all. Love it." All right. Well, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we will do our weekly top five. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider a newspaper subscription to the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette or the River Valley Democrat Gazette. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners, so visit nwaonline.com slash podcast23 to get started. You can also click the subscribe button on our websites, nwaonline.com and rivervalleydemocratgazette.com. Or call us at 479-684-5509 and be sure to say that you're a podcast listener. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. And we're going to jump right into our top five of the week. And Rick Fires, start us off, 7A West, top five, for Class 7A, rather. 7A West, you know, um, we're going to kind of overlap. You know, Fable 42, Bentonville 21, Fable's just on a roll. They're among the top three in the state. has got to be, you know, you can put them over Conway or Conway over them, but they're right there. Uh, Bentonville West, I mean, uh, they lost a game early uh, in the season, 
and kind of forgot about them a little bit, and they're right there. They only got one loss. Uh, they just rolled Springdale Harbor over at Bryant. Uh, Bryant had some injuries last year, and they're two, uh, they had two backup running backs uh, just get in there and get the job. They got the depth. You know, Fayetteville, we talked about uh, their last three games against losing teams they should beat, uh, but sports is the ultimate reality. You're not going to assume anything. Uh, Bryant last three games, look at this, Cabot, North Florida, and then the biggest game of the year, I think, is uh, uh, Bryant at Conway to end a conference play right there. Um, I saw in the paper and uh, Rogers, uh, Mounties, man, they're just putting up all kind of numbers. Uh, Grayson Cash, big time to Dane, uh, D uh, Dane Williams, big time numbers. Uh, Rogers, that's really offensive uh, a team, but you now they got to have some defense this time of year, especially you get in the playoffs. They got to play some defense as well. That's all I got. All right, Leland, go for it, man. Uh, you know, Greenwood's still the number one team in 6A. They're number four overall, and I think sometimes we kind of gloss over what they're doing because it, it's almost routine. Yep. But Friday night in a 42 to nothing win over Lake Hamilton, which is pretty impressive in itself, you know, sophomore quarterback Kane Archer was 19 of 21 wow. for 239 yards and three touchdowns. 19 of 21 is pretty good. That's even hard to do in practice. Uh, the Lavaca Golden Arrows running back Michael Barwick had 21 carries to rush for 219 yards, scored three touchdowns. That was a huge win. And, of course, we've talked about the 3A1 and what that conference is going to be, and Lavaca is going to be right in the middle of that. Uh, and then Ozark, Eli Gilstrap had 12 solo tackles, four assists, and a tackle for loss, and their 42-20 to 20 win over over Gentry. And, you know, we talked about the uh, Ozark and Elkins games. Ozark is one of those teams, uh, the, the motto, you know, they respect everyone, but they fear no one. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the way Ozark is. So they're bring on Elkins. They're, absolutely. They're, uh, they're going to be up for the challenge on Friday night. Subiaco Academy is closing in. Uh, their regular season ends this coming Friday night. They won a big game over Fountain Lake, 60-12. to 12. Anthony Gehrig had five carries for 134 yards and oh. had touchdown runs of 41, 42, and 43 yards. Jeez. That's on five carries. Wow. <laughs> and then, of course, Boonville uh, Dax Goff had 206 yards and four more touchdowns to lead uh, Boonville, 390 yards rushing in a 42-7 to 7 win over Mansfield. Wow, that and that that was impressive. That Mansfield, right? Or was that Boonville? Uh, yes, yes. So, uh, and you know, Mansfield, you know, we talked about, we thought the difference maybe between two through five was a little closer, you know, but, uh, boy, I tell you, Boonville and Charleston's at the top, and uh, that's a big one Friday night. Man, I can't wait to hear how that one goes. All right, so – uh, I'm going to go back to Lincoln. Drew Moore, 496 passing yards, 25 of 34 completions. Um, just a big night for the Lincoln quarterback. And then three Lincoln receivers had over 100 yards. Caden Brewer, eight catches for 170. Jace Burks, uh, nine catches for 104 and five touchdowns. Wow. Caden, uh, I think it's Job, five catches for 166 and a touchdown. So big night for the Lincoln Wolves in their uh, game against Huntsville last week. Uh, stealing a little bit, a little bit of blend over here, but I, Kobe Wilbanks at Ozark had 362 yards of total offense on his own against Gentry. He rushed for five or 255 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, boys, that's a day at the office. 
How about Alex Absher, the grandson of Danny Absher, with a come from behind, uh, took over the reins at quarterback for the Prairie Grove Tigers, come from mm-hmm. behind win at Dardanelle. And what, what really just kind of I thought was impressive, at the very end of the game, they went on a 97-yard touchdown march to extend their lead to eight points. That's why I, I love those long marches. They kind of eat up the clock Man. when you're getting the deadline and everything. I support that 100%. That means Rick Fires gets to go home quicker. Yep. Braxton Brashears with a big interception in that one as well. And then Bo Williams, this one kind of got lost in the shuffle. And, you know, we, you know, Shiloh still just keeps doing their thing. Bo Williams, seven touchdowns in, in the win last week. He had 181 yards rushing on 19 carries. He also caught five passes, 50 yards. How about this Evan Baker guy for, for Shiloh? He was the backup quarterback. Yep. Before Cole Creighton got hurt, and he he goes 17 of 22 for 217 and 11 carries for 91 yards. And I'm assuming they're still going to get the quarterback back, Creighton. So when he comes back, I mean, they're going to be – Shiloh's going to be in a good situation there. And then the last one I have is we're going to get a little uh, 5A West volleyball in here. How about Salem Springs Volleyball with its first win over Greenwood – since 2014 last week, and they beat them 3-1. And the, the interesting story there is the, the two coaches at Salem Springs, Carrie Tamarath and Kimmy, I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, Golier, I think is how it goes, are both Greenwood alums and played for Jennifer Golden at Greenwood. And, the you know, the pupils got the coach oh, last week. Oh, good. So uh, that was a big, big win for the Lady Panthers over the Lady Bulldogs. And, uh, well, guys, that wraps up my top five. So, um, and that wraps us up for this week's Prep Rally. And folks, uh, you can listen to Prep Rally at nwaonline.com. You can watch it on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again to our sponsor, West Termite Pest and Lawn. And be sure and check out Prep Rally Live later this week. Rick Fires and I will probably wrongly guess who's going to be winning these football games. <laughs> All right. For Leland Barclay in the River Valley, for Rick Fires, I'm Graham Thomas, and thank you for listening to Prep Rally. The proceeding has been a production of Prep Rally Podcasts. Find us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and more. And be sure to follow our hosts on social media.